Be prepared to experience a life-changing teaching designed to challenge you to discover your blessings in a world-fulfilled life. From the ministry of Reverend Isaac Abzalabaz Awuni from the International Central Gospel Church, Paradise Temple. And now, today's sermon. Thank you in the name of Jesus. Bless us today. Give us your word. Word in season. A word that will take us even when we are out of season where that will make us to become able men and women to fulfill destiny i submit myself unto you and subject myself unto you speak to us in the wisdom of the learned and in the knowledge of the spirit so that we shall know that at the end of the day it is your spirit that ministers to us and it is not a human mind and a human wisdom we thank you in jesus name for your word amen destined to glory destined for glory everybody here has a destiny and your destiny is purpose for what glory amen every destiny god has given to you the finality of it is that god wants to glorify your life ladies and gentlemen god is not the interest of the little disgrace of every life god does not want to disgrace you god does not want to see you humiliated god does not take any pleasure when our life is going through toil and, and torment and challenge. No, that is not the interest of God. The interest of God is to see that our life is being what? Glorified. And that is the happy. Because you know something? The, 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 the end of our story is to be glorified before the presence of God. Jesus, when he was living, he prayed for the glory. For us in John chapter 17, he asked God that the glory that was upon me I leave it what upon them. Jesus said, Father, you know that I don't need that glory. I don't need that glory in heaven. I don't need it for any reason. The glory that he gave to me on earth, he said, I give it unto them. And I'm coming to you in heaven. Give me the glory. That is it. Listen, we have an earthly glory and we have a heavenly glory. Let us not get ourselves confused. Because in John chapter 17, Jesus made it straight to understand that there's one glory that we have. While we are on the surface of the earth and there's another glory we get when we go up onto where? Heaven. And the glory that is on earth is for our destiny on earth. It is the honor and, 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 and the aura and the power of God that comes upon us so that we will reflect the image and succeed in the assignment God has given to us on earth. Hallelujah. And when we go up to heaven, we don't need the successes of earth. We go to pursue and to receive that which is in heaven. But as long as we are on earth and God has given us destiny, that destiny is jeering towards what? A glory. And I pray that may you receive that glory. May you see that glory come into your life. May you discover your destiny and may your destiny end you in the glory that God has purposed for your life. Somebody say amen. Romans chapter 8 verse 30. Romans chapter 8 verse 30. Moreover, whom he predestined this he also called. Whom he called, this is also justified. And whom he justified, this is also what? Glorified. So we see the process. The process of God. That he starts by a predestined life. He starts by a predestined life. Everybody has a predestined life. Which I spoke about it in the morning. That in our predestination life, God already establish and decide what and how our life is going to become it is established amen every 
everybody here God has decided on our life. Then he now called us into that destiny. And now called us to pursue that destiny. And the Bible says that he declares the end from the beginning. Hallelujah. What we are doing now, we are working towards what? The end. But it has already been. Whatever we shall become has already been declared. Whatever, whatever you shall become. Unless we went out of God. But if you stay in God and worship God and follow God, whatever God wants our life to become on earth, we will get there. Amen. We will get there. Nobody has pursued God, has followed God, has followed Christ and has become wayward. No. Jesus told the disciples that if you have left houses, families, mothers, brothers, sisters, wives, lands and followed me, in this same season, you shall receive all this plus persecution. And through, through, they receive everything. They, were, they received lands. People gave the apostles of old land. People gave them houses. People gave them, they were blessed. But at the end of the day, they were persecuted. So, whatever God has predestined for us, we will. But he will call us into it. Amen. And then, he will justify us. Because if we are not justified, we cannot be glorified. If God does not justify, that is, if God does not make us right for himself, he cannot glorify us with his honor. He can't because to be justified is to be made right. It's to be cleansed and cleared. Maybe we will come there. Okay? When, when, when somebody is put before uh, the jury or the court and the person is, uh, uh, is, 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 is free, is acquitted and discharged, the person has been heard justified the person has been made right to come back now you are okay you are just there's no problem with you so you can go ahead with your life and if god is going to glorify us he justify when he call us he make us right he make us perfect he make us just so that we can pursue and inherit the glory of it and i pray that may that become your portion in the name of jesus so in this predestined life of glory what we have to understand is that God has a timetable for everybody. God has a timetable for everybody. Those in the first service, remember, I said it, that everybody has a timetable that God has prepared. And when your timetable comes, salvation comes to you. So the opportunity to be saved was not chance. Okay? It was not chance that you, you, you were there and then salvation just came to you. No. The opportunity to be saved was planned. And at the right plan, the Bible said that at the fullness of time, God sent his only begotten son. So, it was a time plan for your salvation that when the time was right, God sent salvation because it was the time that the destiny God has given to you must take effect. Which presupposes that everybody has a time that we start our God-given destiny. The time you are born, you are born into destiny, but you might not start destiny immediately. Some processes, God needs us at a certain point to start. Jesus was born into a, a, a destiny of the Messiah, but he didn't become the Messiah immediately. He has to go through process until 30 years. And during these 30 years, he has to go through a whole lot of what? Issues. Challenges. He grew up. 
a destiny for us, but God must allow us to grow. When I talk about growth in God, it's not talking about height. That is increasing in height. <laughs> because some of us, we have grown in height and we think that, hey, I have grown. No, height is not growth. Okay? Growth, when you talk about growth, it's, 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 it's talking about ability to execute wisdom and knowledge in the order of God. Your ability to execute what? The knowledge and the wisdom of God appropriately in life. And he said, yeah, this person has grown and this is matured. That is it. Maturity is talking about our ability to handle the issues and interpret life rightly. So, when you say that Jesus grew, he's not talking about he increased in height. No, he's talking about he came to a point where he can use the knowledge and the wisdom he has about God to relate and to live life. And God must allow us to grow before he calls us into destiny. So, at the time salvation was coming to us, we have grown. And God knows that at this point, we will be able to execute what? Destiny. We'll be able to walk on the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the paths of life to fulfilling destiny. So it is a big insult to God when we are saved and we can't live to fulfill destiny. It's an insult to salvation. Because the moment salvation comes to us, first thing that has come to us is knowledge. The Bible said that the fear of God is to have wisdom of God. If you read Proverbs, so when, 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 when the wisdom of God comes to us, the fear of God, and the fear of God, you know, uh, is the beginning of wisdom. And how do we fear God? It's the moment we give our life unto God. So everybody has a timetable. So when your time comes, salvation comes to you. And when salvation comes to us, then we know that what? God has presented unto us the blueprints of destiny. Anybody who has been saved is born again. Your destiny has been handed unto you. Maybe you don't know. Or maybe you have never recognized it. Or maybe you are sitting on it. But I'm sure that those of us here, quite a lot of us, you know inside of you what God wants you to do or what you have to do in this life. You know. You know what you have to do in life. You know. Maybe you are dragging your feet or some of you just want to, you know, there are some of us who fight with God. You know, now you can box the two. You can still have your, 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 your business running, your work running and answer the call and still pursue the call and then you can do. You can, there are some people who are doing the lay ministry and, the, and those things and they are working until time. ICGC, we do it like that. There are pastors who are into the lay ministry. They are working full time and they are also in ministry full time. So when they get to a place, they say that now I want to come full time ministry. Fine, they have prepared themselves and they can come in nicely. But if you don't say you wait, you wait, God will get to a place where he will say, he will come to you like Elijah coming to Elisha. And I don't want to be called like that. Amen. When you go to, I think, is it what? Second Kings chapter 2. When Elijah went to Elisha to call him, he was seriously working with 12 oxen. The Bible said that he was plowing with 12 oxen and he himself was driving the 12 oxen. So the man has 12 tractors working for him. And he himself was not a lazy worker. 
so that he's uh, controlling past, uh, uh, workers. Hey, do this. No, he himself was driving, was plowing the field. Then Elijah went to him and then he said that, hey, you, you don't worry, I'll preach that message. That is when grace found you. He just went to him and said, hey, he didn't even say anything. He took his coat and threw it on him. The Bible said that Elisha have to what? Sell all the tractors, all the oxen, the 12 of them, sold everything, give the money out, tell his family, I've lost everything. Look at 12 tractors, big farm, big industry, Eli- Elisha and Sons farms. Big industry. Today we could say mechanized farming. He left everything and followed Elijah just for mantle, double portion anointing. May you never answer your destiny by losing everything you've lived for. May you never wait until you've lost everything that you have lived life for. And ladies and gentlemen, if you try to, 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 to hold and slag yourself in answering into the destiny call, God at the point will stop you. And don't let God stop you. Abraham has wait, 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 wait for whatever. At 75, God said, I leave everything. You know, when Abraham left first, he left with everything. He left with his father. He left with this. He left with that. And they move out a little. Read. They move out a little and settle there. And God said, that this guy is not serious. You go, you carry your father and your family. You go a little while, you stop. And God said, I'm coming. He came again and said, Abraham, leave your father. Leave your mother. Leave everything. You and your wife. Go. Then he has to leave everything. And left with his wife. May you never leave everything and follow your calling. So now, answer to the call of what? Destiny. Answer. So dear ones, when God picked us from wherever we are and taking us to the glory, we go through four processes. Stage one is our predestination stage. Stage two is the calling stage. Stage three is the justification and then the glorification stage. I don't know where you are. I don't know where you are. I don't know whether you are at the predestination stage. Where God is now making known unto you the destiny that is set for you. Hmm? I don't know. Whether you are there, because I know there are some people you are still at the predestination stage. You have not even answered. The destiny God has for you, you have not even answered it. I know a woman who has a school now. She was working all right, was doing very well. And then God put it in his, 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 her heart to start a school. And then to just to start a school and give people scholarship. This woman was saved. Doesn't want any frustration. He doesn't want this. She doesn't want this. After all, she goes to the work. At the end of the month, they pay her and every support. She needs to support the church. She supported. She did. In fact, she was ready. She even adapted the church she, she was attending. She adapted the children's ministry. She adapted it. That the everything that you need in the children's ministry, contact me. I'll sponsor it. She bought air condition for the children's ministry, change, fix, furniture the children's ministry for the whole, all the classes. She did everything because she just didn't want, and she thinks she can bribe God with this. God said, no, 
Start children's ministry yourself. She struggled, she struggled, she struggled, she struggled, she struggled. One day, she went to job. The boss just looked at her and she said, I think um, I need a change. She hasn't done anything wrong. Just look at her face and say, I think I need a change. What change? What change? I need a new face. The boss just look at her and tell her, I think I need a new face. Which means her face. The boss is tired of her face. So he wants a new face. So because of that, fired. She came and cried and cried, what have I done? The devil has put masks on my face. In fact, all of us started some were washing her face down, some were washing up, some were washing with anointing oil. Every washing, we wash her face because the devil has put mask on her face. That is why the boss said she wants a new face. The devil never puts any mask. God was just saying that, woman, go and do the destiny. After struggling front and back for six months, there was nothing to do. She started. She started in her house, daycare, two children, three children. You leave them, go, I'll feed them. Leave them, go, I'll feed them. Leave them, go, I'll feed them. The children were increasing. The children were increasing. Somebody just saw it. Ah, you are doing very well. Why don't you formalize it? Say, so, no, 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 you are doing very well. I can see the potential is in you. I'll help you to register in this thing. She went and registered. I don't want to mention the name. They registered it. So it became formal. They picked sign, put signboard. This thing, people were now bringing their children. It was going, it was going. Now the children has grown 20, 30. The children has gone to five years, six years. Parents were saying, oh, you are doing well. Why don't you continue? She jumped. All the six years, class one. So they helped to register everything. So now she has what? She has registered a primary school. So she went to hire a three-bedroom house and demarcate the three-bedroom house into class one to class three. From there, gradually, as I'm talking now, she has a secondary school. She has, she's now an educationist, a proprietor, big time. The boss and the staff who fired her, some of them are in her school. Their children are in her school. And you know, at the end of the day, when you meet the, the, the woman, she will tell you that she thanks the boss. Pa, 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 pa. But when the boss first fired her, the boss were her number one. Satan is in him. Hallelujah. Predestination. God will make it known unto you. But whether it will be done or not, it's up to you. Listen, it is one thing for God to disclose a mystery. It's another thing for man to understand the mystery. God can make it known, but it's up to you to work it out. It's up to you. God can tell you. Listen to me. God did not tell me that I'll be a pastor at Domipila too. No. All that I know is that God has called me to be a pastor. But as to whether I'm be a pastor at Domipila too, he didn't add it to it. But I understand that becoming a pastor, I will pastor some congregation one day, somewhere, somehow, which I don't know. 
But when the opportunity comes to come to Domi Pillar 2, I came. And if it is God who has given you that destiny, ladies and gentlemen, you will succeed. You will succeed. Unless it is not God. But if it is God, I'm telling you, if it is planted in the wilderness, water will come there for you to survive. If it is God. John the Baptist was in the wilderness. People go there. Do you know what the Bible said? The Bible said that where the carcass is, the vultures will gather. The vultures, they will always go where the carcass is. Where a rotten fish is, vultures will be there. No matter where, they will be there. So, if the action is there, people will come there. If destiny is there, they will come there. John the Baptist was in the wilderness. The heat of Some of you don't know wilderness, eh? Predestination. In the morning, I was a bit gentle. Amen. But in the afternoon, I'm coming to talk about the calling. And God, God calls people who are hot, reformed and refined, justified for glory. So, there's a predestination where God makes known unto you what? Your destiny. And this afternoon, if you have never known your destiny, may God make it known unto you. Listen, if you are just working, may God make known your destiny unto you. There's one thing to work. There's one thing to fulfill destiny. You may be working, but you are not fulfilling destiny. And that is the dangerous and the deception of what? Of life. You can be working, but you are not fulfilling destiny. Hallelujah. Destiny is to satisfy the heartbeat of God. Work or labor is to satisfy the pleasure of comfort. Destiny is what? Satisfy the heartbeat of God for humanity. But labor, work, I'm not talking about work as to destiny, work as to be paid, salary. It is to satisfy the pleasure of man. That is why the salary they give to you, you are not even comfortable. How much you earn, you are not even comfortable. You work, you are not satisfied. You are not happy. You are not comfortable. You are not happy. You are grudging. You are fighting. But they give you money. Hallelujah. They give you money. I'm telling you, there is some small old person in a village with three small daycare that they are taking care of. They are so happy in life. So happy in life. Hallelujah. And dear ones, I can tell you, I am the most happy. I am so happy to the extent that, especially anytime I step in the church premises, I am happy. Even if there's nobody in church, sometimes I come. I can sleep here for about three hours. Sometimes I will come. I'll just be sleeping here. And I'll just, all, all I'll be sleeping here is, ah, God, thank you. At least my heart is at peace. Just that I'm here, I say my heart is at peace. I feel comfortable. There's nobody here. Because you know the reason why? I know that at least where I am, lives of God are being better. People are finding satisfaction. People are finding direction. People are finding salvation. And you have to weigh the two. That's what you are doing. Are you satisfying the pleasures of your life or you are answering the heartbeat of God? If you are doing the pleasure of life, no matter the amount of money that comes to you, you are still not satisfied in life. But if you are doing the, 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 the heartbeat of God, the little you do, you are so happy. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go where? The house of God. But the man was in the palace. 
when he was in the palace. But going to the house of God, he was glad. Listen, there's difference between the palace and the house of God. The palace is a place of pleasure. The house of God is a place of destiny. And you must answer and run to the place of destiny than the place of what? what? Pleasure. May the Lord answer your destiny for you today. May the Lord reveal unto you your destiny today. May you run into your destiny today. May you be bold and take up your destiny. Dear ones, listen, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Because if you ask me, I'll tell you, 20 years ago, I was scared. I was scared. Taking the step into this destiny. I was scared. What is it? Some of you, I know God might have given you a destiny that you are scared. Too big. You are scared. And, and the challenges of destiny is when you try and it's fail, you try and it's not work, you try and it's not work, you may get continued. No, if God gives it to you, it shall work. It shall work. That is why in the morning I said that where to start is God. Sometimes just re-find out where am I starting? Is it the right place? Because you might be doing the right thing at the wrong place. And that can also cost you. So, number two is what? The calling state. The calling state. After God has given us our destiny, showed us our destiny, the next thing is that God now calls us. Ah, but pastor, you said God bring us salvation first. So what calling again? Oh yes. There's calling, there's calling, there's calling. There's a lot of callings in the Bible. Amen. There's calling into salvation calling into destiny, calling into ministry. That's all. When you first came into salvation, it's a call into salvation. After you have called into salvation, when you discover your destiny, what God wants you to do, it is a call into your destiny. Now, after you, that, now, how is God going to get you to do? That is the, the call we are in. How are you going to fulfill your destiny in God? Because until God now bring you into himself for the destiny, you may not be able to do it. That is where we are. Hallelujah. So here, God calls each of us at the right time into himself first, then for our destiny. So after we have discovered the destiny, we have found salvation, we are now saved again, God now needs you into himself. That is why we say that you now have to be committed in God. Do you know why you are struggling still with your destiny? Do you know why you are still trying and it's not working? Because you are not doing it in God. You are doing it by yourself. You are trying to help it. You are trying to work it. You are trying it. But if you want to succeed in that destiny, after he predestined, after he let you know that this is the destiny I have for you, the next thing is you must answer the calling into destiny. You must answer it. You must live your life for him. You must allow God to control your life. You must allow God to direct your life. You must live your likes and your dislikes. You have, when you have to suffer, you suffer. When you have to pay, it's the, anything that you have to go through because of God for the destiny, allow it. The little anger, hunger, 
we are hungry a little. Hey! We forget that we are Christians because we are hungry. The Bible said that for most of us, because of food, we have destroyed the works of the Holy Spirit. Because of food. So, he calls us into himself and let us see how this calling is about. What is it about calling into God to fulfill our destiny? Paul explained, or Luke explained it in Acts chapter 17, verse 28. Can we read Acts 17, 28? For in him, in who? Him. We live and move and have our being. As also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. For in him, we move, we live, and we have our being. That means your entire life is in him. Your success is in him. Your house is in him. Your marriage is in him. Your business is in him. Your finances is in him. It is in him. Because he has called you into himself to fulfill your destiny. So, where is the destiny going to succeed? In him. Outside Christ, you cannot succeed your destiny. You, cannot, you can succeed the destiny of somebody. Hallelujah. Can succeed. Amen. But Paul said it is in him. We move, we live, and have our being. Three things that happens in him. If God has called you into destiny, you live in him, you move in him. Your very being is in him. So that means that there is nothing about you. That is outside God. So anything about you which is outside God is wrong. It will never succeed you. So day in and day out, ask yourself, am I living in him? Am I moving in him? Is my being in him? What does it move to live in him? Living life in Christ means believe in Christ. believe in Christ. The parameters of your life is in Christ. You are living in him. The parameters, the radius, the dimensions, how far you can go, how far you cannot go, how far you can, you can reach, how far you cannot reach, is in Christ. And how do you know? How do you know that this is how far I can go in Christ, how far I cannot go in Christ is to believe. If Christ said that go up to this extent, go and stop. Christ said, this is what you have to do. You do that, you obey and believe that. Christ said, this is what you can do. You can do it, believe and do that. You're living your life in him. How many of us are living in him? Because folks, if you want to fulfill destiny in him, it is a price to pay. Because believing in Christ is a big task. Sometimes certain things will look very, very promising, but he will tell you that this don't. You have to believe that don't. Hallelujah. You have to believe. 
is an example unto us. He said that this life I live, I live for him. He said whether I live, I live for him. Whether I die, I die for him. That means that his living or his death is within Christ. His success is within Christ. Because the success of life is within birth and death. And for us, it's, it's between the day we were born again and the day we are going to die. That is the limits of our success period. So from the day you were born to the day you are going to depart from this earth, if you can live your life in Christ to believe and stay and obey in him, dear ones, destiny is going to become a challenge to fulfill. May you believe in him. May you believe whatever God has said of you. And the question is, do you even know what to believe? Do you even know what to believe? Because what are you believing? If you want to believe and live your life, then you must know what he's telling you. Hallelujah. You must know. That is why he gave you the destiny. Because the predestination is to tell you. So you must always have the knowledge of what God is telling you. You must always know what God is telling you and believe in that. Go, you go. Don't go, you don't go. Do, you do. Don't do, you don't. And by doing that, before you see, you are there one day at the success of your destiny. Number two, he said we are also moving in Christ. Moving is dynamics, that is motion. You are moving. You are going. You have to move your life in Christ. That simply means you have to follow Christ. Follow Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Follow Jesus. Move your life. In him, if you want to fulfill destiny. Because the devil is after you. He doesn't want you to fulfill destiny. The only way by sure that your destiny is secured is when you are following Jesus. You know what I, I tell myself? I say, so imagine if I was not following Christ. I would be gone. I would be gone. Amen. There was a day we have gone to pray for a brother's sister who was in the hospital, he prayed for her. And then when we were coming home, it was around 9 p.m. in the evening. And where I was using, there was a mortuary there. While I was getting close, I was feeling heavy. While I was getting close, I was feeling heavy. By the time I turned to the mortuary road, somebody was standing by the road, white all over, in the middle of the road. And I was approaching this thing. And where I am, running back is a distance. Continuing is a distance. And this thing was sitting there. Quiet. Like this, with the rope there. Just because from the, the mock to the middle of the road is just less than 20 meters. Was there quiet. I stood there for some time. I don't know what's that. And some holy anger just entered me. I started moving. 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 I started. Moving. She was standing there. I said she because the figure was like that of a, a, a woman. As I was about to get closer. She just looked ten, and there was a stream down there. Next time I take you to Takwa, I'll, I'll take you to where I survive. 
She just turned and looked at me. This, look at my face. And turned the eyes. And just wonder. I was just looking. She got to the, the bridge. It was a small covert. She got there, lifted. There was no road. There was the place is a covert. She stepped there. That's the end. Whether she went under the bridge, whether she went everything, all I had was chuk, chuk, chuk in the bush. Disappeared. Follow Jesus. Some of you are scared. I'm not scaring you. I want to tell you that there's a destiny what? To fulfill. And there's a price that if you want to pay that destiny, live your life in Jesus. Because the first service, I just talk, spoke about them on the destiny. But here, I want you to know that there is what? A price. There's a demonic aspect. That will want to stop you from your destiny. And the only means by which is what? Follow Jesus. Live in him. Live in him. Amen. We have gone through several, several, I, so I always say that demons, never, 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 never. I mean by faith in Christ because I have seen, I have fought. I have seen, I have fought. I was in my room one day, lying down, and all of a sudden, the window just opened, and then four people, just four creatures just appeared. Just appeared in the room, and hold my neck. My, my wife is the only one I can use, for example. Just held my neck on the bed. One hold my neck, one hold here. And they told me that, who told me that I should be a pastor in that family? They were squeezing my neck. I was struggling. Struggling until I was able to shout, Jesus! Then all of a sudden, they all disappeared. I wake up, I was like, hey, Asembeni. Destiny to glory. You want to see the glory? You should be able to what? Live your life in him. The third one is be yourself in Christ. Practice Christ. Be yourself in Christ. Say in him we have our being. In him we are who we are. In him. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't preach like Dr. Otabla. I can't preach like Duncan Williams. I can't preach like, I preach like me. I do like me. When I have to do concert, I do concert. When you take the concert out of me, I'll be bored. I'll be bored. I'll be standing here on Sunday and see, what is it? But when I box the concert with the word, it makes you excited. At the end of the day, you grab it with excitement and with pleasure. That is me. You must be you. Dress like you in Christ. When you become like somebody, people think you are a beggar. Amen. Because somebody was wearing a red shoe and a, 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 a yellow dress and it was nice. So you two go and wear a red shoe and a yellow dress. Then you, you, you step here and we are totally confused. Where are you? People are wearing five inch heel. So you should go and pick, take five inch heel. And you know that your legs were not made for pencil. Wear your block shoe. And walk, you walk, don't walk cat, walk horse. Walk horse. Nobody's looking for cats and elephants and monkeys. Walk horse. You come, come. You are fearful and wonderfully made. You shall find your own. Be yourself. 
in him we have our being. Hallelujah. And then we close by this. While you are living your life in him, moving in him, being yourself in him, have your destiny in mind. I am in Christ because of this. I am in Christ because of this. I am not in Christ because of sister. I am not in Christ because of mother. I'm not in Christ because of husband. I'm not in Christ because of wife. I'm not in Christ because of job. I'm not in Christ because of money. I am in Christ because I have an assignment in life. And the only way I can fulfill that assignment is what? In Christ. Have your destiny in mind. Have it in mind. Amen. Have it in mind. Dear ones, when I am in church and I'm preaching, I don't look at your face. My face is before Calvary. I'm just looking at the grace that was given to me. Where that grace came from. When I'm in church and I'm preaching, dear ones, I am preaching out of my heart to satisfy my Christ. When I'm in church and I'm praying, I'm praying out of my heart to fulfill my Christ's mission. Nothing I do in church that is for the pleasure of any human being. It is in Christ. So while you are in him, moving in him, living in him, having your being in him, have your destiny in mind. You are in him for a reason. Else you will miss it. You see, many folks are coming to church, but our focus is not in Christ. And then can I give you one example why? Anytime you have a problem of what to wear to church, it means you are not in church for Christ. That is one example I can give to you. If you have a problem of what to wear to church, it means you are not in church for Christ. You are in church for some reason. Because Christ does not look at what you brought to church. Christ looks at the heart you brought to church. Amen. That is why somebody can start church with pants, but give him time. When Christ becomes perfect in that person, you see the person ending up with skirt. So if you chase somebody who came with pants, you might have chased a destiny out. But allow that person, when Christ work, work in that person, and destiny pick that person, she or he will end up in skirt. But those of us who are in skirt, and still we can't make it to church because we brought skirt black, and last week it was trouser black. So this week we didn't get blue, so we don't come to church. I pity you, you are far from destiny. You don't come to church because of anybody. You come to church because of destiny. Destiny is calling up on you. If there's nothing you have to put up yourself and run to church, where your destiny has to be shaping, wear your slippers. And come to church. Nobody will drive you away. It is in him. Who is in him watching you? It is he. Who is in him marking you? It is he. Who is in him policing your life? It is in him. Hallelujah. And I leave you with all this advice. There is a destiny that you have been called to fulfill. We look at justification and then glorification. God willing if we meet next week. But know for sure that you have a destiny that has been predestined. And then there's a calling into that destiny. You have to know that destiny. And if you can answer to fulfill, you must answer the call. And the call is to live in him. In him. Somebody say in him. 
Somebody say, in him, I live, I move, and I have my being. Hallelujah.